Hello and welcome parents, parents by nature, parents by choice, and anyone with no apparent reason for being here. I am your host Chris Osborne, and you are listening to the shortest episode ever of Judgy Parents Watching. Naomi. Christopher. Welcome back on our very special mini episode. It's a little mini, little filler. Yeah, yeah, a little bumper between episodes. There is no movie that we are reviewing this week no. or right now, but we need the audience's help in deciding yes. the next movie. And we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. We'll get to that, but this is kind of an interactive podcast. Yeah. It's also a great opportunity for us to let everyone know why there's been a bit of a break since the last episode and why there will continue to be another little bit of a gap between the next episode. So the thing that has kept us from doing an episode between the last episode and now has been all on me. And if you remember the last episode, Wonder Woman came on and gave a very great public service announcement about getting vaccinated and I felt I'd forgotten about that yeah (laughs) yeah and that was very relevant and ironic because uh both her and I and her sister and her grandmother we all tested positive for COVID wait I didn't realize the um Jess's mom too no well my mom your mom yes oh yeah so here's the thing a lot of people with Delta right now are getting COVID even though they're vaccinated And not everyone is hearing the public service announcement associated with that if you have been vaccinated. So, Chris, do it. Right. As someone who has been vaccinated and has had COVID, I can say that the effects of the virus were not as severe as what we've been seeing throughout here in Austin and also the rest of Texas. For me and also for my mom as well, who we were both vaccinated, Um, the biggest thing for us was just like the fatigue Mm -hmm. and the body ache and also lost my scent and taste. And that is still something that is slowly coming back online. Like some of those more complex flavors are really still slow to get the full taste value. I think nearly everyone I've known who's had COVID, and this isn't a scientific statement, but like... Most people have said, I knew it was that when I lost my taste because I've never thought, I mean, you've never experienced losing taste before. And I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because on the day that I tested positive, I could still taste things Mm -hmm. like coffee or the breakfast taco that I had that morning. Mm -hmm. I could still taste everything, which was so, which was why it was surprising when I tested positive because I still had Mm -hmm. the sense of taste and I could smell things. But you assume that's going to be the thing that you notice. Right. Right. So did it go instantly? It went a day, like maybe 24 hours after I had like officially tested positive. Also, we, and this is the thing that I kind of really thought about when I thought about recording today after you've had COVID, is like, this is not a podcast of like, I had COVID and I was fine and yay, laughter and joke and doing that kind of stuff. It is really scary here right now. And yeah. I've had people who are vaccinated who get way sicker for like two or three days. And I remember my boss's brother said that, um, he said you could literally feel it stopping 
like feel it stopping reaching his like deep chest. Wow. And he said it was like it was it tried and then he he and he's by the sounds of it a very practical person. Yeah. And was just like it's like it just cut off. And what your story tells me two things, which is number one, please get vaccinated. Yes, what you absolutely. Had was a very mild illness and really not that bad. Yeah. And it can be bad, but not too bad. Secondly, we have kids who can't get vaccinated right now. That's our two kids. Right. Yeah. And two of our three. Mm-hmm. Our oldest is one of, like, done one of two of them. We are not being careful and wearing masks and stuff because we're scared about getting sick ourselves. We're wearing masks for the people who have chosen not to have a vaccine or have not been able to get a vaccine. So we can we can laugh on this podcast about the fact that it wasn't too bad because we made the action of getting a vaccination. Try and be sensible and look after the children and do the safe things because we don't have any room in our ICU beds right now. No, we don't. That's totally unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. That was my little rant. I don't think I've ever done a little like COVID rant in our podcast. Yes. So No, that was that was good and and <laughs> very balanced, I I would say too. And you know, honestly, I just got to take stock and perspective in everything that transpired over the three weeks. I mean, blessed to have those two little girls, just amazing beings, helpers, flexible. I mean, it could have been so much worse, especially if I hadn't been vaccinated, hadn't have been vaccinated. So please, everyone, please, please, please get vaccinated. So that's why I was out of the pocket for these three weeks after our last episode. But Naomi, why are you going to be out of the pocket for these following few weeks? Um, Because thanks to science, (laughs) I... Another good plug for the vaccine. (laughs) Another good plug for the vaccine. Um, Thanks to science... I can finally travel home and see my family. That is so amazing. I go in two days. For context, for those listening, I I moved out here, what, like three and a half, four years ago or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, three and a half. And I moved with the intent of being able to see my parents every three months. Like, I am blessed that I have the ability to be able to do that, but also... I was budgeting for it, and it was a commitment that I made to myself that I was going to do. And I did it. And so when I have suddenly been in a position for COVID, mainly not being able to go for over two years now, and I've never not seen my fam- my parents for like longer than three and four weeks. Wow. So it's, it is one of those, like, I say quietly crushing situations of, mm-hmm. you know, or feelings that you've had or I've had going uh, through the past couple of years is just a real like sadness and missing. And it is very overwhelming and I don't think I can quite believe it right now that in two or three days I'm going to be able to see them wow that's incredible so that I'm going to be staying there or going there I'm not going with the kids because I want to take the kids to London where it's like a sightseeing and a fun and make yeah. skiing and stuff I just need to sit down with my friends and my family and hug them and honestly I need to be the child this time yeah you know? absolutely like, I yeah see my mom and dad you know yeah um so I'm going to be out of town for two and a half weeks, I think. And I mean, I haven't seen my parents since before I got married for context. Wow. Yeah. Because they weren't able to come out to the wedding for, you know, very good reasons, but like they haven't, I don't think they've even seen my engagement ring. You, you know what I mean? It's like, we've, we've had to miss out on like major components of yeah. our lives, but like we've stay, we stay, we message every day and we're very connected with each other's lives. So I'm going to squidge their faces. Even, like, saying this to you, I think about, like, seeing my parents. It's like, I can feel that feeling in your nose right before Mm, you, like, mm -hmm. cry. And I know my parents are as anxious about this as me. 
it is a hugely emotional situation, not, not like anything I've experienced before. And um, I'm getting increasingly nervous with every single day because I don't want to, I don't want it to not happen. There's a lot of hurdles with COVID testing and everything mm-hmm. you've got to go through and you worry and you're paranoid about it, but also you... Um, I should probably interrupt you here and say that we have double tested negative before for COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and that was a question I asked today, which is like, hey, I don't want you to be the reason why I can't go back to you. Because there is a pressure, and I was thinking this today, there is a pressure at this point with not... Have, have, I haven't had COVID yet. I don't think. I'm assuming not. I've never had symptoms. I'm not the kind of personality that tends to be an asymptomatic with things like this. <laughs> so I, there's definitely like a thing of most people I know now have had it in some way, either vaccinated or not. And so I'm like, I'm a pretty unlucky person in life. So I'm like, I don't, I really don't want it to be my trip to England that they're like, oh, sorry. Because you have to be, so you have to test before you go, day two, day eight, and then before you go. Oh, wow. So it's a, it is a lot. So I, um, I'm i very excited to go. And I know that when I walk through the door, I will turn into teenage Naomi within like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Describe what teenage Naomi is like in like three or five words or less. I would describe it as, uh, with one very specific scenario, which is my mom is the most wonderful person in the world. And she'll be like, do you want anything to eat? And I'll say no. And then she'll offer a couple of things after. It's like, I said I wasn't hungry. Oh, so you become the teenager. (laughs) I am the teenager. Very self-aware. That's very good. That's very good. So that leads us then on to say, you know, we've had this theme. It's been a lot of American films, which is great. Yeah. Movies. Which is great. But I thought we didn't necessarily, you know, we're kind of in that awkward time between summer and Halloween. Let's pick another theme. And I was like, hey... I'm going back to England. My being English is like, come up in it. So why don't we do a little bit of a switch and say, why don't I get to freaking choose for once? Yes. What the movie is. Because what I want and what Jake agrees with and what Jess agrees with, Chris doesn't want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. We'll get to that. No, this but is I why. want you to present all the movies. I will present all of the options okay. and one sentence about why. And these are all genuinely very personal movies to me. Mm-hmm. So the majority of them are movies from my childhood. And originally I was going to say, let's just do British. But then you realize that some of them are just ones from my British childhood. So the first one is The Secret Garden. Yes. Absolute classic. I love The Secret Garden. And honestly, this one... I think is the one that I would choose, particularly because I believe this was the point that I subconsciously realized that I was British. <laughs> when we read British. when we read The Secret Garden in school, I remember I, I specifically remember being like, Oh, the Secret Garden, this looks kind of like lame. And like, then you get into it. Dude, okay. Starts out neglected parents. The neglected parents die. She gets shipped off to somewhere else. There is mysticism and like everything. All the stakes just kept adding up right. in the book. And I freaking loved it. And and I feel like a lot yeah. of these movies, or I won't say a lot, some of these movies are a little more like in tune to a feminine perspective or 100%. targeted towards girls or adolescent girls and I definitely had preconceived notions 
walking into them as an adolescent boy. But then once going into them, it was like, whoa, this story has all the elements. Right. I love what's going on with the characters, yeah. the environment, etc. So I love The Secret well, Garden. Well, it's also, we grew up in a world, like an 80s, 90s world, where like, I would have never have watched Heavyweights. I'd have never watched The Sandlot. Or if I would have watched it, I wouldn't have loved it. Yeah. Whereas the perspective that you take as an adult now is very different. And, you know, imagine if you went to school as a kid in the 80s and I said, I just watched The Secret Garden the other day. <laughs> and the truth is, like, now people probably wouldn't care. But, like, at the time, you'd be like, they people wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that. the second movie, and this isn't actually the one, is a 1970s movie. So it would be our oldest one. Okay. Um, called The Railway Children. Now, I have heard of the railway children but i've never seen it what's a quick synopsis of the railway children i would say the railway children is a story about i would summarize as the roles that different members of a family can play depending on the difficulties that they go through so the father goes away for a long time and these kids have to step up i think it's two girls and a boy to kind of be the responsible heroes Uh so there's a little bit of like the adventure versus the um fear of it mm-hmm. and then the mom steps up and homeschools and becomes a super independent par- woman and there's a lot sort of in between with like the history of the time and the reason why his dad had to go out but it is a beautiful story it is a book as well I think okay yeah with. um yeah made in the 1970s I think most British people have seen it at some point and it's very special to me because the dad in the movie is this incredible character just soft and kind and gentle and he also looked a little bit like my dad uh, and he had this dark hair and I saw the very strong female lead as the girl because the, the it's almost like the line the witch in the wardrobe is that uh-huh. the children are actually the main characters yeah, of it. yeah 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 I remember, like, identifying with the oldest child who showed a lot of courage, and I, I wouldn't say I was a courageous child. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. So I got inspiration from her, and then there's this very well-known scene which doesn't give anything away, but they're reunited, and they're on the railway tracks, and the smoke clears, and they see each other. Oh. And um, the daughter runs up to the dad, and... <laughs> this scene is going to play out come Thursday at Heathrow Airport. That was my dad referenced it the other day, and it was like, I didn't expect that I would be in that same kind of situation yeah. in my adult life. Um, and he referenced it, and it was very sweet. Yeah. Whew, I don't know, a bit of Jess Osborne there. <laughs> anyway, vulnerability's great. Time. So the third movie is um, Little Women. Yes, yes. Very, I think, amazing scenario. In the 90s. 94, 95? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not when it was set, but when it was made. Um, I didn't even bother watching the more recent one that was made. Look, the most recent cast does not hold a candle to yeah. Winona Ryder, Kirsten Dunst, Shoot, I forgot Chris, Kristen Dunst was in it. Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. As Laurie. Um, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. And the way that they tear into the story in the 90s version gives you so much more time to kind of like sit with and nibble on the, the story and the characters. But the newest one it's too fast. You know, there was not a fear in the 90s, and if you think of similar movies, think Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Think about movies like that where there was a total lack of fear for language. For the old 
the old-fashioned language and the way they would speak at the time and actually getting actors to act. Anyway, our fourth and final option is um, a little-known thing called Pride and Prejudice, 95. <laughs> um, I don't think you know this, or I might have texted you, but you probably ignored me. Um, <laughs> I was, when I was first dating Jake, he said to me out of the blue that I'd never really watched any TV shows growing up, but there's two TV shows I like, and the main one I like is Pride and Prejudice, 95. And that <laughs> That's maybe, when you knew... No, that was the first time I told him I loved him. <laughs> so how, do you feel, how do you feel about pushing back on Pride and Prejudice now? Look, I don't... <laughs> it has, and you have to admit, I don't it has the best parenting themes. Yeah, no, we were, we were talking about it earlier, and I, I totally agree. The one reason why I am a little, a little bit hesitant is because it's such a thick piece of content and this is the thing which is the best news is i had to do one of my school exams on pride and prejudice and they okay were so theme. you and by you the can way distill it I down got, i got an a star <laughs> so i sorry that was too loud and you were saying i got an a star um and literally you do at 16 in england what we're doing now which is like hey pick the theme of parenthood and talk about it in less than 400 pages <laughs> like we can do this. The reason I say this is because Jake and I watch it once a year. It's like our tradition. And it was the last year that we watched it. And when you read or when you watch Pride and Prejudice, you think that Mr. Bennett and the Lizzie relationship is gorgeous and beautiful and he's this funny little guy. And we both watched it and we were like, he is not a good parent. At least Mrs. Bennett, mm -hmm. she was erratic and, but she cared. And she he was present. Her and did nothing. So I just want to put out there that the only like reason why I am somewhat against this yeah. is just because of the depth and the length of the entire story here. Mm -hmm. Pride and Prejudice and Jane Austen in general are brilliant. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I will even go so far to say that Jane Austen is a far better storyteller than Shakespeare. I agree with you 100%. Right, like Shakespeare, I think the thing that I love about Shakespeare is that he challenges like the cultural norms of what's going on. He's like Mozart. He create. he's like very technically agile. He's very smart. And what we know about Shakespeare wasn't an empath. You know, he wasn't someone who felt and had emotion. And at the time, someone like Jane Austen being allowed to show something with that expression was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And... Look, I think it's a challenge, but all I was going to say is it is very clear to our audience that you want to do The Secret Garden. Yes. And I want to do Pride and Prejudice. Very much and so. And we have done a terrible, terrible job of being, like, neutral. Right, right. Complete biases like, here. Like, we had a little cry in the middle, we're good. Okay, so, so... do we just choose between The Secret Garden and Pride and Prejudice? No, this is completely crowdsourced here. The, this we is are, not crowdsourced the, No, no, no. There is also the railway kids... Or the boxcar children. He doesn't even know the name. <laughs> what? Okay, you gotta. I okay, wait. cried when I talked about <laughs> it, and you're like, yeah, railway kids. Okay. It's literally saying. You gotta, you gotta recap them again. I'm sorry. It's the rail, the railway children. Okay, the railway children. Okay, guys. Because wait, hold on. Because in America we had this series called the boxcar children or the boxcar kids. Someone's gonna have no to. One cares. <laughs> so, here, here are the options, guys. Here's what's going to happen. Chris and I, on our respective Instagrams, are going to put a poll out. 
that has The Secret Garden, The Railway Children, Little Women, and Pride and Prejudice 95, hell yeah, as options. We're going to do it on Judgy Parents Watching Instagram, we're going to do it on Chris's and mine, because we need it to be objective, and that's not going to happen if Chris is left to his own devices. <laughs> and then we will record that episode in about two and a bit weeks when I'm back home. Yes. So we want to get you involved. We want you to choose. We're really sorry we can't do a proper episode, but help me out, guys. Remember the lake. It, okay, for those people who <laughs> remember the lake. Hashtag remember the lake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, hey, guys. Thank you for listening. It's been great. Thanks for hanging out with us and catching up, and we'll be back sooner than you know it. All right, bye. Bye.